Disney has announced their foray into a Netflix-type territory, Disney+. Plus. Do you see this as a threat or an opportunity for Netflix? Wow. Um, for Netflix, it is probably an opportunity, simply because Disney's capacity to move into this space raises way more questions than it does answers. The big problem for Disney is how its legacy model operated. Traditionally, what Disney did and all the content providers did to the carriers, Comcast, uh, Verizon, AT&T, who moved their content to their customers, was to strangle them for revenues. All you did was you said, I'm sorry, Verizon, I'm sorry, Comcast, uh, we're cutting you out until you raise the amount you pay us every month or year for all of our fancy content like ESPN and so on. And sure enough, there'd be these wars. You often saw ads in newspapers where the carriers would complain that that mean, nasty old content providers cut us off. And then you'd get ads from the mean, nasty old content providers saying, your carrier is no good because they won't let you watch ESPN or whatever. And that's how it worked. Now, there are a couple of problems in that area uh, which are very, very interesting. First of all, here we have this massive growth in things like uh, smartphones and, of course, as in this example, content of all kinds. And it doesn't matter whether the content is a medical procedure on your iPhone or a game and everything in between, including movies and Disney-type content. And while all that's going on, the carriers are not seeing this growth that you imagine they would. And at Future Creators, and you can check this out at future-creators.com, we call this cloud inflation. The cloud, which carries all this information, this content, is inflating at a stupendous rate. However, if you look at the revenues of the phone companies around the world, for example, Verizon is a specific example in this case, you see that their wireless service revenues are declining. Verizon's have fallen 13% in the last five years. So here we have this huge growth and their service revenues are falling. How does that make sense? It makes no sense at all. Now, they're squeezing profit out of it, uh, which is a good thing. But for them, the big struggle today is free cash flow preservation which means they've got to cut capital expenditure as fast as they can and manage the interest on their long-term debt. That's not a great environment for strangling by a company called, like Disney. And you have all kinds of other aspects to this too, which are that there are technologies, and we'll do a podcast on this uh, in the future, so you really want to check this one out. There are technologies out there today which will deprive Verizon, Comcast, and the others of all their revenue. So, you know, I call it the Uber effect uh, imposed on those companies. And when that revenue vanishes, your Disney has no one to strangle. Uh, none. So Disney's got a problem on the one side, which is our revenues are under threat. Our core money source is under threat. Great. On the other side, we're going now to compete with Netflix, are we? 
Uh, and in theory, we're going to compete with Netflix because, well, Netflix collects all the data from our customers. We don't whenever we use Netflix to distribute our content. So now we're going to move into the data business. That's great, sounds fine, except for one thing. It looks good in PowerPoint. It's great PowerPoint. Imagine showing investors at an investor relations conference this wonderful PowerPoint about how we're going to do this. But if you think that you can just jump in and do data collection the way Google's mathematicians do it and Google's algorithms work and Google's data centers work, you're crazy. You can't just go from, you know, Mickey Mouse to serious chief mathematics officer driven companies. It's not happening. So there's this kind of almost this dream that Disney has. You put up some good old PowerPoint and it looks fine. I question whether Disney's management can make that transition faster than its revenues fall on the other side. This is a big problem for them and they better know what they are doing. It seems maybe from an outsider's point of view, what they're trying to do is kind of get a handle on you know, what's the consumer watching to maybe inform them of future content they should develop. But even with that being the case, they've got to monetize this streaming somehow. And how do you see that happening besides the monthly fees that they're looking at maybe you know, $7 to $10 a month? You're absolutely right. Of course they need to know what consumers want. It's vital. The old days of throwing a movie out there and hoping it was a hit, they're over. Uh, the data potential today is such that that risk is unnecessary or can be minimized. Uh, for really the full time since big movies were produced, and we're going back about a century or, or more actually, um, it was hit and miss. And sometimes movies that everyone thought would have to be duds suddenly became monster hits and equally movies that everyone thought were going to be just brilliant and genius and had the best actors in the world collapsed. So data collection is meant to prevent that happening and reduce that risk. This is all well and good, except that making it work is not for the faint of heart. Um, it takes an immense amount of concentration, immense amount of effort, and it's it's not like running Disney World. That's just not what it's all about. And uh, you've worked at Disney World, so you understand <laughs> what this means. This isn't uh, just the uh, great technical skills of managing an operation like that. This is cloud management, and that's a whole different space. For more about Disney, Netflix, and the common carriers and how they may survive, visit us at future-creators.com. Thanks, Francis. Hey, thanks, Robert.